0: Welcome to episode two, season one of Never Go Full Nelson, uh, a show where we talk about damn near everything and the challenges of our shared family behavioral traits, and probably a shit ton of stuff in between. I'm Nick Nelson, and as usual, I'm joined by my father... Hey, I'm Ben Nelson,
1: and uh, it's good to be here, and uh, not so good to be still bald, but hey, that's the you know, way it
0: goes. Actually, I was, you know, let's just go ahead and talk about that, because that's one of my things that I wanted to <laughs> chat with you about, <laughs> not about you, by the way, and this is n- none of this is about you. And that's I know a, that... By, hey, you know how it is. It's all about me, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, a, my...
1: Everybody thinks that in their head, you know, because... You know, well, no, you... I
0: mean, you know, what's funny, because I've like tried to talk to you about this before on the phone. And you're notorious for for being the type of person. If the conversation isn't going exactly where you want it to go on the phone, mm-hmm. you go straight to all right, well, it's good talking to you bud. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> well
1: it, it isn't the, it isn't even the it's usually about what's going on around me. That's what that is. You know, and and uh, I know exactly what you're talking about and it's fucked up, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but but you know, when it, when there's all kinds of shit going on, you're kinda like, uh, you know, and they're no, and you're right hip deep and stuff, and you and somebody goes, Hey man, uh what do you think about such and such? I'm thinking about you know and you're like, <laughs> I gotta get off the phone and I go I go step on all these fires. That's what that is. So sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not it was you know not, what gets me you know what, though? I, 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 totally call up, I
1: call up I call up Megan. And uh, she'll be and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? She'll be like, hey, you know this. And I know she's playing fucking video games while she's talking to me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know she is. I can tell. And she because she's like, uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I saw that movie. I'm like, you're playing video games while you're talking to me, aren't you? <laughs> All right. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, you're talking
0: about uh, my sister. Megan. Yeah.
1: The lovely and talented author of our yeah, family. Yeah, she's got
0: a she's got a book. Let's let's blast her book there. She's got a new book out. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. No, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called uh, I think it's called uh, Breed. Breed. Yeah, it's a Prophet, really prophecy on yeah, prophecy. Something really like. good
1: uh, um, a fantasy uh, novel there, and uh, I oh, yeah,
0: I did the artwork for the cover.
1: Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. It's a really really nice cover. Really great great read too. I got to tell you. And she's working on her second novel. That's a lot of work. I mean, I've done some writing too. I have a the blog, you know. The other no, family Nelson.
0: full of writers. Actually, Neil's Neil's got a book that he finished too. That he's waiting to publish. You've yeah. got the blogs. Yeah. Uh, even our grandpa did did a small like family book or some shit. He, like he was horrible. He's just really? horrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> no. He, oh, it, yeah, yeah. I it didn't ever read it. Yeah, I don't.
1: But anyway, so <laughs> no, it's interesting from a you know, but it, he just didn't. He didn't have any um, skills so far as you know writing skills. He's told a great story, so you know with a little bit of training he could have done a lot better. And may, the same is with me too. I mean, I yeah, I, I could do a lot better if I had a little bit you know. More,
0: but that's why you, you know what editors That's exactly that's why you hire a good fucking editor, man. Because yeah. you know what, uh, uh, Peter's mom she edited the screenplay that I did, and then she did Neil's book too. And then you know Peter and her are working on editing because Peter's pretty good at editing too. Uh, the the book that we'll be releasing for the gaming podcast that we're doing, and um, you know, like they always tell me, they're like, you know what? Don't worry about the grammar. Don't worry about any of this shit. Just get it, get the information down on paper. We'll keep your voice. The good editor will keep your voice and then make it all okay. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good trick because uh, and you know, I I fight every second of that because I I want things to seem uh, sound conversational, right? I, I want yeah. it to be like you said. You don't want to lose your voice and stuff like that. And you know, you send it to get it to the wrong person. Lori, my wife Lori, the lovely Lori, she's really good at that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I, what's really good training, I got to tell you, is that when you write short stories for magazines and for uh, for newspapers and stuff like that, and then they give you kind of a they give you a budget, a word budget, you know, eight hundred words or whatever, or mm-hmm. six hundred words, and or a gasp, four hundred words. It's really hard to tell a story in four hundred words. Because you know a story. Yeah, when you defin- think four
0: hundred words, yeah, I go right back to high school, and I'm yeah. like four hundred words. Fuck that! Ah. But then it's not. And then again, you're you're not talking about something that you're interested in usually. You know, yeah, you know? and with a story, there's
1: generally a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you're a good storyteller, and if you budget, if you're a
0: basic storyteller, there should be that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so when you when you split those up in that four hundred word category. It, it is a good it's a good exercise, though, because it teaches you to be efficient with what you're trying to convey, you know. So so right. it wasn't really good, but, boy, I really love to stretch out the 800 words. Oh, boy, that was like, you know, I can use two adjectives here. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. This am really good.
0: <laughs> this am really good. No, I uh, – no, back to balding. Um, oh, thank you. Mm. No, I uh, – you know, I've been like – you know, I, I – and you know, I don't want to get too personal here, but, you know, I, I, uh, I'm i 40, going to be what? What am I, 41? I'm 41. And how old are you now? What are you, 65? Well, I'm 66. 66? I... Holy shit, you're old. <laughs> uh, Whoa. <laughs> 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 um, hey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, I'm kind of starting to lose my hair in the front here. Look at this. You see this? Yeah, Nobody can, I... The audience can't see it, but you see this right through here? Yeah, Yeah, I see it. This used to all be hair. All of it. I yeah. used to have uh, hair down I, my for forehead. The,
1: for, for you on the audience right now, Nick is pointing to the middle of his head, up on top, <laughs> behind the headphone thing. No, you're not.
0: <laughs> no, I, uh, I, it's it's been stressing me out. I know it doesn't stress you out, right? Because you know, because like, I have
1: no fair hair. Yeah, hair, yeah, and you, but like, it started, never did really. But you never. started
0: losing your hair like in your late teens, right? Oh no, no. <laughs> I thought you said it was like you started noticing. Seventeen
1: years old, I'm losing my hair.
0: I thought you no, said it was like late teens, early twenties when you started losing. No, hair. no, I think it was, uh, you know, I mean, when did you when, when did really you first notice? notice? Like, holy shit, I think I'm losing my hair. When it uh, really
1: yeah. I when I look back and I don't really remember, you know, that, you know, oh my god, I'm but when I look back in pictures now, right, I look yeah. back and I'm like, I can,
0: oh, that's when. So you it, never there was it, never a time when you I'm were sorry, like, I'm sorry,
1: Megan. Uh it was when Megan was born. So
0: I'm just no, saying but I remember seeing pictures like you your hair was thinning before that, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I'm sure thinning, but you know, you I think the thinning then?
1: is different than balding or losing I think it's a varying degrees. But yeah, well, you know, it's one thing to have a receding hairline just a bit. It's another one when you're like you turn around and you look and
0: Holy moly, there is no hair there. Yeah, I'm, there. I'm having a receding hairline. I think Yeah, is that's it what is. you got going on. See, so and that's see that what uh, you've got going on there
1: is like natural. Some people just have that much hair, but yeah. you know, but you ended up with the hairline from your mom, which yeah, is yeah, it was down like down, down in your on my fucking hair. Yeah, yeah So yeah, I
0: had it. a little bit to lose. You had no.
1: some 80-80 muster thing going on there when <laughs> you were.
0: <laughs> I, the thing, the reason I asked though, is because like I remember asking you before about it before. And it's kind of a big deal for like I don't know every single fucking guy out there, really. But is. it never seemed like that kind of a big deal for you, nah. you know. And like I, I'm just like for me, it's just like, you know, I've always just had plenty of hair, and now yeah. like in my 40s, it's starting to kind of, as you say, it's starting to recede a little bit, and uh, it stresses me the fuck out. And I don't know why it stresses me out, but it does. It really stresses me out. And like, even like I said, when I talked to you about it before, you were like, oh, whatever. Like, really? That's what you're, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? So, I, I mean, know, like, yeah. what, I don't know, what's your, what's, I'm just well, curious why. Uh, it,
1: well, it's a good question. I mean, I haven't really ever dwelled on it much. I just kind of end up, it, it is irritating, especially when you start going, you know, it's, it's irritating when other people think you haven't noticed and so they want to <laughs> point it out to you. That's what's irritating hey, man. It's like, did you, hey, did dude, you, look at you. You're, did you you're notice kind of, you were going bald? Look at dude, you. You have no fucking you. hair on my head. What are you? You're losing <laughs> your hair, man. I'm like, what? No I always way. like, what? I reach up on my head. You know, it, especially if you went, you know, back when I used to go to, uh, you know, high school reunions or stuff, and people would be like, "Whoa, look at you! You lost your fucking hair." I'm like, "Whoa, look at you! You're a gamefully unemployed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what really kept me going. I was like, the hair was like really low on the level of my priorities. It really was, you know. Yeah. I mean. I mean, hair, no hair, you know, whatever, you know, that's okay. No, I, I know, noticed it never I had, really, a, like growing up, I, I
0: remember you, and it never really affected, as far as I saw, your self-esteem and all. You always stayed pretty yeah, confident. A,
1: if I had a fully functioning credit card, I figured I was okay, you know. <laughs> you know, Aww. I'm like, I don't have, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, not that I have, you know, if you had a full head of hair, you could, yeah, that's those are bragging rights. Those are, Yeah. Yeah, full head of hair is pretty cool. And I got to tell you, you know, when it comes Halloween or something like that, and we, you know, go out someplace, pop up, me pop a wig on, and all of a sudden I'm like, (laughs) I'm, it is, it's stunning. I go, look at me. Never, ever, ever. Your chest. Uh. All of a sudden I go from 66 year old to friggin' 40 year old Fabio, you know, not like that 40 year you old Fabio. You start doing that is. that hair whip thing. I do. I do. I've, it hurts my neck. Like when I do that. So <laughs> this is good, like, ow,
0: damn it. Oh man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are things, but you know, you, the, the, you know, the, to go further down the hill there. It's not just, I've been, it's just not the hair disappearing. It's where it's appearing at, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, because you're going to inherit the, all the, uh, the nose hair, ear hair. I'm going
0: to inherit? You mean I have inherited?
1: The nose hair, ear hair thing is just, I, why? I don't know. And I understand just,
0: the reason for it. Like, as a caveman, I get it. You know, it's a filter. You know what I mean? It's keep It's keeping your nostrils and your ears clean. So I get it as a caveman, but as, you know, a modern man in society, yeah, I think it's Can you imagine dangerous. how bushy that shit
1: would get if you didn't keep Manscaped the nose no, hair your ear hair? Your, your
0: ear. hair would attach to your beard, which would attach to your nostrils. Yeah. would so all be the
1: same hairline.
0: Could, you could, like, braid that shit
1: coming out of there. Well, I can't. <laughs> I grow better ear hair than I do side... I don't have sideburns. I really no, I don't. don't. Grow, I don't grow very good sideburns either. I got, you know, you remember my, you remember my dad had, like, oh, it, friggin. The best sideburns ever. He would
0: grow. I've I seen pictures of him in the late sixties and seventies. Just and then he just had mutton chops. That's yeah. All he had was just. It looked like he was wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> he had Princess Leia sideburns. <laughs> Seriously, they were the most impressive. Most impressive.
1: No, no, he could. He, he just like and he'd be like, yeah, I want to grow a beard. Poof, next day beard. Yeah, you know and you know I I, I run around with scraggly hair. and I, I got that short hair beard thing that i keep at that level that's it i'm yeah. cool with that but now yeah the eyebrow hair ear hair nose hair back hair
0: yeah it's, i haven't noticed too much back hair yet yeah um, it's because it's on your back <laughs> 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 ask her ask your <laughs> girlfriend no nope. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not know I yeah say
1: that. uh so how's uh-uh. yeah she's Don't want to know
0: she, she knows She knows. I'm sure she does. I mean, she's. I I say it all the time. She's got to look at me multiple times a day and just think to herself, "How fucking disgusting I am." I I don't know how she doesn't. I I, and I'm sure it comes off as like cute and charming to her because she's sweet and nice. But like, I don't know how she doesn't think I'm just a complete fucking gross, just human being. You know, and I and, and in my defense, I'm pretty. Hygienic, you know. I've always practiced good hygiene. And, you have and it's not you that have. kind of stuff. It's yeah. just I'm a I'm an overweight male, so you know that's what. Well, <laughs> I, uh,
1: but that is just the beginning of how why guys are disgusting in my no. Mind. I, mean, I know. I, you know I'm, no, just maybe... grazing. I'm
0: just crazy. I'm disgracing there. Oh, you I know. No, I'm just saying. Let me let me just tap into how, if You know, speaking of overweight male, like like, I'm I'm trying so hard right now to. And I'm speaking minimal here. You know, you've always done a pretty good job of staying, you know, fairly fit most of your life. You had a couple, like, uh, I wouldn't call fat <laughs> moments. They were just kind of, like, husky moments. They were just man I, moments. You had a couple get, man moments. I get husky. Yeah. But I, husky. I would say for the most part, you've stayed pretty fit most of my remembrance of your life. Yeah. Um, when I, I, I've always been, like, under 160 pounds up until I turned 30. And then it's just been this downhill battle of staying around two hundred pounds. Um, well, you know it's funny you're saying this because you know prior you know prior
1: to the show here, you know you and I don't talk much about substance. You'd think we would. maybe yeah. we will someday, but i I was thinking about the same thing that you are right there was, was the challenges of life and what, the genetic cards that you get sown. Oh yeah, oh, you have to be so careful. Because you come from a long line of guys. Fat bellies. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: a long line of it's math. The long line of guys who love to eat mm-hmm. and don't care, you know, and and that's it. And and so and then of course, m- uh, my dad, your grandpa, and all his brothers when they hit like I don't know, forty, they just kind of said, "Nah, eh, fuck it." <laughs> I'll get other people to, to do everything for me. <laughs> hey, pick up I can't even they could even bend over to pick up a screwdriver off the ground. Or they would hey, come me. here. Pick that yeah, up. <laughs> I can't fit down into that uh into the cabinet.
0: the <laughs> so UCK says it's like tying your shoes is the worst day part of his day because it's like folding a yeah. bowling ball in half. <laughs>
1: no, my dad couldn't put his socks on. I remember when I was eight years old, my dad was like, Can help put my socks on for me. And I'm like, Well, it wasn't like he was crippled. He was just like, nah. He just
0: wasn't gonna there. do it. <laughs> nah. I don't so, need to do this. There's something. So no, missing. so
1: you so I have put made it my I mean, I'm I'm an exercise every day guy.
0: Um, yeah, I'm not you know, all
1: that no, I just am, and I in my secret for and I you know I'll go I bounce from and I'll get up to you know if I start going eh, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want to for a couple of three four months, you know, and so i'll I'll put on eight pounds just like boom mm-hmm. and my I wanna be it, my body wants to be at two hundred it just does, yeah. And I want it to be at 208. <laughs> if I had my own way of eating 210 or what, I, and who yeah. knows how big I would get? I'd be Job of the Hut. Uh, but I've got this fit, this, uh, not the Fitbit, but the uh, um, uh, uh, program on my phone, on my iPhone, uh, and it's my fitness pal. And I gotta tell you, I'm addicted to iPhones anyway. And so it's a calorie. Yeah, it's isn't? a calorie.
0: Yeah. Huh? I said, who isn't?
1: Oh, no. And I gotta tell you, it, Nick, it's the best thing. It works. If it works for you, and so I end up doing fifteen hundred calories a day for somebody my size and my activities, and I'll I will peel off. I'll be down to a buck eighty five.
0: I don't look. I mean, let me just. I'm gonna throw this out here now. Yeah. I look sick under two hundred pounds. I don't. I don't look right. Like right now, I'm yeah. sitting pretty yeah. fat at like two fifty seven, two fifty six right now.
1: No. But
0: when I get down to like two hundred pounds. I Start looking kind of weird, like I start looking a little gaunt, and like I don't know. I, I for me, my ideal weight's about 210, 215. Yeah, yeah. If I'm working out, if I got like a little bit of muscle, that's where I need to be at. But you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, even the doctors have told me that you know, oh no, 200's a, 200's a good weight for you, and I'm like, no, I when I get down to like a, a buck 90. I feel so much better, man. My My clothes fit better. I haven't
0: been under 200 pounds in probably a I decade. I got to tell you, man, it's the best.
1: <laughs> and that's what gets me going. I just like go for a while and then I'm like, nope, nope. No, and it's the eating at night. It's the eating at night. Yeah, really exactly. I was me. about
0: to say that. And meanwhile, I'm like, why can't I lose weight for this wedding? As I'm <laughs> saying that I'm hiding uh, in, behind the freezer door, scowing down some fucking ice cream. So, you know, Stephanie doesn't no, catch
1: me. I'm telling you, my fitness pal, and you, what it does, it, it makes you realize that, I eat a lot still at 1500 calories and and it, yeah, at the end of the evening I mean it just you just kind of budget your food out and then when yeah. I get to the end of the evening I'm like, "Well, I've got 300 calories left. I can go at
0: I can go have something to do." Good. You, do you count your drinking calories now? Yep. That sucks. Everything. Cuz you know how much fucking calories I can drink? Like if oh, I, like when I I'm really wanting to drink, like I don't drink as much. I don't drink every day anymore like I used to. I still sit about two if it's a crazy week, I'll drink 3 days a week now. Mm-hmm. But and those two days, I mean, if I really, if I'm going full ham, you know, yeah. if I'm going full hard as a motherfucker, yeah. I will, I can drink, I can easily drink five, 600 calories and alcohol easily. Got to budget it, man. If you're going to do that,
1: you're going to, you shots have to, of tequila. You, yeah, that's you got to give that's up something
0: else. <laughs> you got to give up something else.
1: Yeah. That's what. I, that's why I try to stick with whiskey or something like that because it's like, uh, uh, 1.5 ounces is like a hundred calories. So.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's, it's so easy to drink 700 calories when you're doing that.
1: Well, not for me, it ain't. No, huh? <laughs> no, I can't. I wouldn't remember who the hell I was if I had seven shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's still, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. That's not. Bad. <laughs> this still turn I into, into an AA meeting that's another here. In episode. Minute. <laughs> that's on my AA. That's on my AA podcast. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've been meaning to talk to you about this, and we talked about it on the phone for like a because we don't. You know I don't, The listeners don't know We don't live near each other We live about Three and a half hours You live in Bonita Springs mm-hmm. uh, Which is southwest Florida And I live in, in Orlando So that's like A three and a half hour On a good day Drive right Yeah And then yeah. you know Throw COVID in the mix You know uh, We haven't seen each other Since Jesus What is it yeah. Since December Yeah God, Yeah, I think it was December Around Christmas time Yep But um So Like I We, we talk on the phone Occasionally And mm-hmm. like you, You're like me Like I'll I'll go two, three weeks, and then be like, "Oh shit, I gotta, you know, I gotta call my kids." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, yeah. if I don't see them every day or I'm not around them, I just, I, it's really hard for me to stay, like, you know, in the. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like. Um, I don't well, get, so I, it's hard to stay connected. It really
1: is. I mean, because and everybody's got their, their even your kids. When your kids get to be, yeah, you know, Gavin's age. Even when they're eight or nine, all of a sudden, you know, they're like, ah, I got soccer and I've got this and I got that yeah, I got I mean, friends I, to talk to.
0: And then they're not going to be like, oh, wait, let me go call my dad. It's just, no. I mean, he, he he hits me up occasionally, but like every once in a while I see him, he's like, oh, you know, uh, well, you know basically we don't talk that much on the phone. And I'm like, well. I mean, you know, the phone goes both ways, you know what I mean? So, it does, it does. It, it can you can call know. me too, you know, and I'll say, you know, like uh, we're, we're pretty good at going about a couple of weeks and being like, oh, you know, one of us is like, oh, we should call each other. You know, it's, it's, it's more you, I think. Uh, I, I'm still trying to fucking figure it out. But um, so the mm. last time we talked, uh, or not last time, one of the times we talked, I just watched the, and I'm, I'm going to preface this by I didn't know shit about Chicago before this. The band, oh, okay, okay. I, okay. The band Chicago yeah, yeah, before yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I knew uh, Peter Cetera because I like the Karate Kid Two song. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, which we
1: will talk about Karate Kid in in a while. Oh, we again. can talk
0: about that. We can. Okay, um, right. I, but I watched the documentary and I was like, "Holy shit!" They were like, they were, they like were the hardcore. They were like a big band, and yeah. they were like, you know, they had a ranch. You watched that? You watched that documentary? Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I got to ask you, man. I got to ask you. Are you, we're talking about the band Chicago here Are you a Peter Cetera, Robert Lamb, or a Terry Kath guy?
1: Hmm Well, I'm not, I'm, Peter Cetera When he was, when he was uh, in the old days When he first started
0: singing Yeah, he was like the bass player And he was like a backup singer Yeah, he was
1: great then And he just, I'm I'm sorry, he turned into a
0: dick Yeah, he really did
1: He really did and the rest of the guys stayed really cool,
0: Which in my one? mind. I can't remember the guy that died. Was it Robert? The Kaff Kaff the yeah, the big, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy with the big voice. The guy with the big voice. Yeah, yeah. the guitar no,
1: player. No, what a great uh, band. All the way up to Chicago 6.
0: What was your Chicago, favorite song by them?
1: Uh, I got a, a lot of favorite songs on them. But, you know, but Chicago 6, in my mind, was one of the last good albums they did. Uh, Feeling Stronger Every Day and da-da-da-da-da and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like that. But... Uh, transit authority of course that that album Yeah, that's an was, album that
0: really catches Yeah, yeah, but, but
1: but you know me if I sing karaoke I I will try to 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 sing, you know, uh you know just, or just, 6 to 4 and yeah, I mean it's yeah, really difficult, you know. Yeah. And no, there is they there's, they've got some great great tunes there, but I don't know. But that's a great documentary too.
0: That was really good, man. I was I mean I, it's kind of f- like Peter How are you going to do a Chicago documentary and then be Peter Cetera and not do any of it? And yeah, they, oh no, he did a little bit of it, didn't he? He did well, they, a little bit, they but he was just him like a concert, and he didn't show. No, it know? was the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know he didn't show. How are you not going to show up for the Rock and Roll for getting an award at the Rock and you know being awarded a Rock and Roll band of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then not show up and play with your fucking band? How are you going to do that? That's insane to me.
1: I don't know. Well, it's it's weird when you see that there's some strange. Uh, di- you know how you've been in bands. You know how the uh, dynamics are just really. No, you're weird. married.
0: You're in a relationship with those dudes, man. Yeah, that's which is the only just... way I can describe it to somebody that's like never been in a band. Yeah. Is like you have a relationship, like like, and it's like a relationship and a a business with not one, not two, but like four, or five other dudes, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just like this. You realize. Yeah the different yeah. parts you know like like in a relationship or a marriage there's different people who play different roles
1: yeah yeah and, and the that's band. the key nick that's the key you know with any relationship whether it's in a business or your your uh, your marriage or whatever any relationship you're in or in a band is having well defined roles yeah. and if you know if everybody looks at the job that other guy does and goes who that sucks i do not want his job you guys are in bliss Because everybody does their thing and everybody's glad that that Mm -hmm. other person is there because that's what they do. I mean, if you can have that, I mean, it's when somebody else starts saying, "Eh, you know, you should do this. Like, you know, that's when everything just the wheels come off the buggy, man. It really is. But And that's what happened with Chicago is he's. He's like, I'm the star. Well, it was I mean, that, that producer.
0: Was... It was that producer that came on board yeah. when they started doing those those love ballads you know. Yeah, and they in said, the yeah, late 70s, lose, early yeah, 80s. Yeah, and let's lose the horns, you know? And he's like, yeah, uh, no. And uh, the horn player's are like, well, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, Peter Peter Sotero's not playing bass anymore, so you can play the Moog. <laughs> 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 and they did. They played the Moog bass on the keyboard, yeah. man. So, yeah. I mean, they they traded their horns for the keyboards, you know? What you? It was the 80s. No, That's pretty cool, but I don't know. I mean it's,
1: it's it's a it's a it's a funny thing but the one the other documentary uh, was uh, Kansas was really good
0: too oh it was so good it was really good it was good. so good and it really uh, Miracles Out of Nowhere oh yeah it's really good and you know what I, I you know Obviously and you know, when we talk about the show, especially in the opening, like we, we talk about like a boomer and a gen Xer. Mm-hmm. You are on the cusp of being a boomer and boomer. And I am literally on the cusp of being a Gen Xer. I was born in seventy-nine, which was literally and I some even people don't consider seventy-nine as a Gen Xer. Like they say, oh maybe eight, 1980 starts millennials. But I'm I'm on the cusp of being a Gen X like most Gen Xers that I know. They're five, six, seven years older than me. And I would say the same for boomers with you. Most boomers that I know are five, six, seven years older than you. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we're both like right at the ass end of both of those generations, you know? Um, Yeah.
1: But, you know, I think that that when it comes to, I mean, because we shared so much music, I shared a lot. Music was important to me. And so I shared music with you guys and it wasn't, you know, Hank Williams Jr. or something. I mean, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It was just whatever. I mean, all kinds of, you know, special effects and jazz and Steely Dan. And I mean, just, we just all over the place. And you guys, uh-huh. I think you guys, you guys love other kinds of music too, but your bass is like right in there. So you have an appreciation for it anyway. And so then that's our language then. Yeah. And so, because because that's our language, you know, we we, we can always fall back and talk about I that. I think it's you know? just
0: the arts in general, too. I, I mean, because music's one, then you have TV and you have movies, which is another yeah. aspect of the arts. Yeah. And then you have art in general. I, I mean, I remember just giving, like, you, I don't even remember you paying attention, to be honest, that I was, like, so into comic books in in middle school, going into high school, and I still remember one of my vivid memories is we drove to... I mean, I don't even remember how the conversation came up because it was kind of like at the beginning of my asshole stage in my teens. And um, uh, I don't remember how the conversation came up or if it, you came to me or if I came to you. or I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember you driving me to, to Fort Myers first to a comic book shop and then all the way to Cape Coral to another comic book shop and I picked up a lot of really, really good comics at the time. And I, it was just one of the memories that stuck with me. I'm like, I, and again, I don't remember. Ex- it was when you had the little silver Chevy pickup truck. You had a little short one. Yeah, the little short bedmark. Sure, one. Buddy. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, I think it was just, Mostly the arts in general is the common language, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, whether it be music. Oh, and for
1: you guys, I mean, I mean, you guys in the visual arts so much. And, and I would say that both of you took off and even even when it came to music, but what you first got a hold of from when you were really super young, you guys were out and out prodigies when, uh, when it came to drawing things. It was just amazing. I don't know, man. It I look at mar- some of the stuff
0: that Ronan draws now, and I couldn't draw like him when I was a fucking. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes,
1: you at. could. And no, when you guys when you guys are like seven or eight, you could sit down and draw things, and it, it was that meticulous. You, I couldn't. It was a blessing for a, a single father to just say, "Here's a piece of paper, here's yeah. some paper and some pencils." Uh, yeah, yeah. So you guys, you guys would sit there. It was just you know innate in you guys, and so. Uh, and, and you've carried it along. It It wasn't just, with most kids, you know, they were, oh, when I was a kid, I would draw. This has been you this, forever, you know, the the whole drawing thing and the arts. That's that's definitely you. Well, and, it's and, and been uh, music,
0: too, and movies. I mean, I, I remember being yeah. a teenager doing movies, too, with with my friends BJ and every, you know, that video camera. Even me and Neil, when we were in uh, middle school, doing, like, the puppet stuff, you know. Um. You know, speaking of like the 80s and 90s, and I, I've never actually had this conversation with you, um, b- nostalgia, you know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. the late 80s, early 90s for me is m- where I get my most heavy nostalgia. So whether it be... You know, like the TV show, Northern Exposure, that you used to watch back then, mm-hmm. or Star Trek, The Next Generation, or even like uh, you were talking about the, the jazz stuff earlier, like special effects or, you know, Andres Vollenweider. Um, you know, do you get that nostalgia in the 80s and 90s as heavy as us? Or do you have a, like an, another era that you have like heavy, heavy nostalgia for? And and, and I think the, the the biggest question for me is, is do you think nostalgia is more influential when you're younger? You know what I mean?
1: Uh, I think that, you know, I mean, obviously when it depends on when you're collecting, I don't even know. You don't even know when you're collecting all that information that will lead to nostalgia as you get older. Right. I mean, nobody kind of says, oh, I'm going to remember all this and it's going to be important. No, you don't pick your nostalgia. That's the weird thing. You don't get to pick that. And so, um, but for me, uh, I don't get nostalgia. You know, nostalgic. when it comes to music and stuff like that, music wasn't really even important to me until, you know, in the the seventies, the late or the mid to late seventies. I mean, I remember songs from high school and stuff, yeah. but I wasn't really yeah. that into it. But um, as I got out of high school, there and started listening to you know more heavy stuff and stuff like that. You, I mean, I get nostalgic about Uriah Heep and and uh, just other stuff that you know, uh, real heavy stuff and. Um, you know, Jean-Luc Ponte. I just, uh, I just got a, this Cosmic Messenger album, I listened to some really heavy shit, you uh-huh. know? And no, so, but, like, but I, like by the time prog, you guys where
0: came, prog rock started from, literally. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, but when you guys came along, by the time you guys came along, my taste in music had evolved, maybe softened a little bit because I had gotten out of the band. And, uh, and so uh, I started listening to more uh, jazz and, you know, uh, I mean, and not and not just you know, it was late
0: 80s, uh, elevator jazz, yeah. But it was I mean, a lot like of people, yeah, kind did, yeah.
1: of fusion, maybe a little bit, yeah. you know.
0: A lot uh, of world music, all,
1: you know. It was really evolved. It wasn't just that repetitious crap that would just making you nuts, you know. So uh, no, I mean, you know me, I like a lot of stuff with a lot of changes, a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff going on, you know.
0: So, so do so. you? Do, so I guess do you, where like I what generation do you feel the nos- nostalgia from? I mean, are, are you are you? 70s, 80s, not not far into the 80s
1: when it comes to music. I mean, it's got to be that like 74 to like maybe 82. Yeah. Very seldom do I hear a song from 85 or 86 and I'm like, oh, yeah. No. Really? Yeah. So you don't get yeah, this, even, you know, so, hungry like a wolf. I'm like, "Okay, that was a cool <laughs> song, but <laughs> I
0: mean, I love that song, but uh <laughs> I know, I do too. I mean, uh,
1: or or uh, Tears for Fears. Oh god, yeah. Excellent.
0: Most excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh excellent. So 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 it must be uh when your brain is absorbing certain kind of inspirational information that you probably feel the most nostalgic because like I said, I mean, I do occasionally get nostalgia for even stuff like a couple years ago, like I'll be playing, you know, like if I played a video game for a long period of time and then I stopped playing, if it was to play again, I would ugh, feel a little bit of nostalgia. But like for like the late 80s, early 90s for me, like I said, you know, uh, the music and uh, just the TV and the movies, I it almost... If I get a little overwhelmed with the nostalgia, it almost makes me sick to my stomach. That's how much nostalgia mm-hmm. I get from it. You know, it's weird. Yeah,
1: and it's different things, too. I mean, uh, I think there are uh, triggers yeah. uh, that will do that. And for me, it's the strangest thing. For me, I, I think I share this with some people, uh, is that uh, smells in the oh, air, yeah, yeah, just yeah. just, just a seasonal change. And you'll walk outside and you'll be like, it'll, oh, it'll sure. feel lighter, like the smell. And all of a sudden... Wham! All these memories mm-hmm. just kind of flow back on you, man, and uh, or or the smell of something cooking or something like oh, that. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, I was actually reading an uh, an article because I didn't really know anything about nostalgia, and you know, I was talking to Steph, my fiance, and she was like, "Oh, she hates it because it does make her sick to her stomach, nostalgia, and it's just because it's a little overwhelming for her." And you know, I was like, "What is nostalgia?" You know, and I looked up this article in this um, that people did. That coined nostalgia from like uh, I think it was like the early World War One. I, I want to say it was was when the, they started doing studies on nostalgia, and they didn't know about nostalgia until then because they were saying I don't know if it was a Swiss, it was somewhere around there. Those people went and fought in World War One, and while they were there, there was a a fucking milk cow like walking across the the um the battlefield, you know. And it had like the bell and it was like, and it like started making all the Swiss dudes like crying because they were all feeling nostalgia for their cows and their fields. You know what I mean? And that was, like, when this, this this scientist was, like, doing studies on these dudes. And we're like, well, what is nostalgia? Why do we well, have that nostalgia? A,
1: that is about a shit thing to have nostalgia <laughs> for, man. I got to tell you. Well, they didn't so have, you like, you know,
0: some... CDs or music or movies. I mean, it was well, little know, things like that, like, you know? How shitty was the world, like,
1: <laughs> back then for them to, like, you know, we didn't even have nostalgia till like, 1913. Because the world was so crappy. When we look back, we said, oh, my God, thank God it wasn't like that. Now... <laughs> We kind of look back and go, whoa, that was awesome back then, wasn't it? I bet you you know it wasn't like the cave guys yeah remember when Joe got ate by that dino- no it wasn't
0: by that dino- fucking remember when he got squished that mastodon you know yeah. remember that oh that was awesome no it's probably like yeah. you know like uh, it, the nostalgia back then it was probably like you know as soon as they killed a goddamn mastodon you know a big mammoth or some shit you know and the smell of the mammoth while they're cooking the fat and whatever you know what I mean they're like ah oh, this makes me remember the last time we killed a mammoth well
1: plus plus <laughs> Plus, it's kind of like by the time you get to be thirty-five years old, dead. So you don't <laughs> get to <laughs> have nostalgia because you're <laughs> dead.
0: What do you think it is though? What do you think the point of it is though? What do you like? If you really think about it, like why? What? What is I don't it think about? It
1: is. I think a lot of the yeah. That's a good question. But I think that a lot of these things, I don't really think there's a point.
0: It's just a fluke uh, in I, genetics I, or I, what? Th-
1: yeah. Well, uh, I think it, it's probably a combination of other things that are going on in your brain and stuff like this so it's it's got to do with you know remembering and when you remember well then all of a sudden there's a there's an emotional thought connected to it I don't think there's a purpose uh but I just think that it all adds up and it's I think life has a lot of little nice surprises in it I think you gotta enjoy it yeah, and if, unless it's a bad trip, poor Stephanie. She makes her sick to her stomach. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I hate nostalgia. I'm like, who hates nostalgia? She's like, well, I do. <laughs> she goes, I, Every time I smell dog poop, I feel sick to my stomach. Is that nostalgia? No, no, that's, no that, that, it is. It's not
0: nostalgia. <laughs> uh, give me one second. I'm gonna grab a drink real quick. Okay. All
1: right.
0: There's a kind of a serious topic I'd like to chat with you about, actually. Um, I don't know if this is too. Like, um, I know that we're trying to keep the the, the, the podcast a little uh, lighthearted, but um, it's kind of hard not to talk about the current climate, you know? And I think yeah. more specifically, it's like, you know, uh, this. And I, I didn't think it was serious, right? And I'm not going to... Just because I, I know he's probably going to listen to the podcast, so I'm not going to use his name, and I wouldn't do that to him anyways. But, um, you know, I had a friend reach out to me last week, and he was like, oh, you know, I, I posted something. I, what did I post? I said, uh, this is... Yeah, I said, it was right after um that kid, Kyle, went and blew away those protesters. And, you know, I had posted on there, on, on Facebook, I said... Well, maybe protesters should start fearing for their lives and protecting themselves the way white dudes and police officers do. And I—I I was there was a little sarcasm, obviously, to what I posted. and It was a little, little, a little edgy. Um, but immediately, I got a message from a friend who I knew back from Fort Myers, and um, he lives up kind of like in the middle of nowhere here. And he's like, "Hey, can we meet for lunch? Uh, I want to talk to you about some things." And I'm like, um, you know, uh, you can't talk here You know, like, oh, yeah, great to see you But I'm kind of busy right now, you know I got a lot going on and he's like, well, I don't want to talk about it online <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, sure yeah. Well, call me on the phone <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man <laughs> That's what Steph said <laughs> So, yeah, no, yeah. so I met up with him for lunch And, you know, it basically it was just uh, Hey, hey, dude, uh, I just want to make sure That my friends who are out Spokane, uh That they have, you know That they can protect themselves Do you need any guns? I was like, "Wait, what? Come on, man! What? I don't think it's going to come to that." He's like, "I don't think so either, but I just want to make sure that that people I know and give a shit about are, you know, protected. If it does come to that, I'm like, you know what, dude, relax. I don't think it's going to come to that. Yada yada." Was he a fucking gun runner or something? No, or he just he's just he lives in the middle of nowhere. He owns guns. He's just, you know he's pretty progressive and liberal and yada yada. Even though liberal is considered a bad word now. Um he's pretty like not for me then. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, over then. the age of 60. I mean, let me hey! no, let me no, right, let me we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I got I know, but there's, I a, know. there's a reason I say that. There's a reason I say go that go ahead. Um but anyways, like so I, I would I just kind of roll it off. I'm like, yeah, dude, pff, yeah, that's not gonna happen. And then hmm. that night, i not I'm not I shit you not, I get into these kind of arguments and debates with these people online who are posting things and memes and stuff saying, like, good, glorifying this kid Kyle, right? Like, kill the commie bastards and the Marxists and blah, 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 and all this shit. like. And then I started thinking, I'm like, holy shit, maybe this dude's not fucking far off. Maybe these people are, like, readying up for some kind of fucking crazy psychotic, you know, like, I, you know, like, like I, I'm not a fucking communist. I'm not any of this shit. I consider myself pretty progressive and, and whatnot, you know, but as far as like the political spectrum is concerned, you know, like I was raised by you. I've always considered myself pretty moderate when it comes, you know, I'm, I'm moderate when it comes to like, you know, uh, corporate and private and things like that. I don't believe in extreme mm-hmm. capitalism, but I'm not a huge, you know, uh, Monetary socialist type of guy, but I believe that, you know, in a social aspect, I'm still pretty progressive. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I believe in balance, you know? Uh, I, it's just crazy. I mean, have you been noticing some of this stuff? Well, yeah. And um, first of all,
1: uh, anybody who glorifies hurting or harming anyone else is wrong. Yeah. If it's me that does it, it's wrong. If it's you that does it, it's wrong. Um, and especially uh, our fellow citizens, just are even hu- any human being. We shouldn't be wishing any harm on anyone. And it's really hard not to do sometimes because sometimes you, oh, you're really angry. and yeah. But uh, so all of us, no matter what our political persuasion or who we are, we all ought to be wrapping our arms around that. And we're not. And, and so it gets carried away. Um, and long story short, those people you're hearing from, I still have to – I think mathematically, most people are like you and I are just freaked out about that stuff. And Even if – whether you're a conservative or liberal or whatever you are, it freaks you out to hear stuff like that. And so you're, you're not going to be – Well, that's what so I told that, If they all – every one of those gun nuts – and I call them gun nuts – I have guns. I've got yeah. plenty of guns, but I don't tell anybody about it. All other than I guess everybody that listens to this, I guess, but I—that's not
0: what this predominantly for, you know. Just to well, that's you know, what I told. Him. I said I, said I think I think I still think that the majority of you know American citizens want <laughs> want to have some sort of peace. They don't want yeah, conflict, peace, <laughs> yeah, peace and order. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's
1: disturbing when people are protesting and stuff, but, you know, people do. I mean, I didn't, you know, when the Tea Party people were out there peacefully protesting and standing in lines, what was it, 10 years ago, or I don't even know when yeah. it was, a while back, you know, and I was like, okay, I didn't harass them, party, uh, you Jesus. know, yeah. I, whatever. Um, so, but, and, and I know this this got carried away for a bunch of different reasons or in a lot of places, well, again, I think the main, but people are gen, people are genuinely
0: upset I, Nick, on both
1: yeah, Both I think what it comes down spectrum. to, and
0: you know what, uh, Bill Burr said it on his podcast, and yeah. yeah, I have to agree with him. It's We have no uh, legit um, leadership right now. We have nothing as far as genuine leadership. Somebody who stands up, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, somebody that stands up and is like, here's what somebody says and there's like this kind of oh okay well regardless of where we stand at least we have some kind of leadership going on here that is that's you know where we're all american yada 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 we don't have that yeah random. we just don't
1: a perfect example of that was when john mccain and obama were running against oh, each hey, other yeah. and you remember that yeah. you remember that moment oh, yeah. when that lady stood up and said he's mm-hmm. not no like, and mccain was like Christian. wait let me clear the, the air nope. here and he's like he's like no nope, yeah no nope, i'm sorry No. Yeah. He's a good man. He's a good man and this and that. And I was like, good for you.
0: I, you know what? I'm not on the same political spectrum as John McCain and I voted against him, but. I wish that we were politically back then yeah. again. Remember when? Remember when we were concerned about fucking what is it? Mittens, Mitt Romney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh Jesus Christ! I wish we could go back to that. Uh, oh yeah, like, looking at that guy. We... That guy's like fucking <laughs> holy shit, a saint compared to some of these people now. Yeah,
1: if, if the whole if we could go back in time. If we could go back in time. And by voting for Mitt Romney, we stop Trump from happening. I, <laughs> I would vote. I'm yeah. there. Sorry, Obama. I'm there. Your second term is lost. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Barack. Sorry, gonna have to wait. Have to wait. Have to wait. Exactly. Sorry. Oh man. my God. No, no, it's just a big mess. And and you know what? And it is. I, and I, you know, I deal with a lot of different people in business and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I stop people real quick. I'm like, look, I, look, I understand. Everybody's upset, no matter who you are or wh- what you think. Everybody's upset right now, so let's just let's just not do this. Right, a lot of bad information out there,
0: man. Right now, a lot of bad information, incorrect. It just is a lot of incorrect information out there. You
1: know, just is. And and you know, we could solve a lot of it. Just stop calling names. Stop being mean. It's hard for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna
0: lie. It's 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 like it. I I needed to to not do it, but it's just so. It's you know so impersonal, like. Like we talked about yeah. this last episode, it just—it's so impersonal, and you don't—you don't realize it that like a lot of this anger just just oh, explodes on somebody sometimes, yeah. you know. And now I've gotten better
1: at it a little bit. I mean, I mean, I on Twitter, I'm you know I don't argue with anybody or anything like that. But and I like I you know me I like being sarcastic yeah. and everything else. But it's just to me it's just. And I'm you know, I guess I'm I don't know. I'm I'm, you know, particularly going going after people in power. I'll I will tell somebody in power or something how I feel a hundred percent. No, no,
0: I mean I read something the other day, it's like uh I don't even remember what it was from, but it was just like period, you know, like this high I like really, these are the highest political positions that you can obtain and this is the best we got. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And that's the
1: problem I have with this whole thing. I tried to explain to somebody or I, I explained it to somebody, I don't know whether they understood. I, I think they did, which, which was that, look, you know, uh, for the most, for the jobs that I, when I hire somebody, I actually have a process and I hire people who can do the job if they can't do the job, well, you know, or yeah. if they conduct themselves in a bizarre manner, they're out. I don't care what it is. Uh, and if I conducted myself in a bizarre manner, or or was rude or obnoxious or did anything like that. Um, I would I would be out of business. Yeah. I said so. I think we should. I do. All those people who think that the I've heard how many times you've heard people that we should run the country like a business. Okay, yeah, okay <laughs> well, let's do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's do that. And, uh, and and in reality, because I have been, a, I was,
0: I am a recovering politician. So, uh, well, you're not just a, you're politics. somebody who has experience in it. So you're not just somebody. Yeah, you're not just somebody yeah. with an opinion. You're somebody yeah, who has experience I mean, with that opinion. You know.
1: Yeah, and it's like you know, to me, it was, uh, you know, you, you have to, you know, you rep, when you get elected, then you represent everybody. That's important. I, I you
0: think don't that's what have a, a lot of people, especially in national politics, forget. You are representing not just the red or the blue in your area. You've been elected by a specific color, but you're still representing everybody there. No. You're You're called a representative, for Christ's sakes. You're
1: their governor. You're their mayor. There. You're ev- everybody in there. It's your job to look after them. Be sure that their their rights, as much as p- possible, can be protected. Well, while you, if fulfill, you don't you win the popular vote. Agenda.
0: <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. I mean. I mean uh, that that and the first time that happened. Yeah, that's for sure. But but the thing is, is that you know, I don't know. I I, I, I st- I'm still hopeful that the. People in America that that honesty, integrity, uh, ethical, moral standards will will mean a lot to them. I th- I, I just hope that the majority of people uh, that it will be predominant in, in uh, uh, because in our regular lives, you know, I think a, a slim majority of people, that's still important, to. So I, I think that they'll do the right thing. And I'm hoping so. so I hope you're right. Uh, we'll see. I hope We'll you're see. Right. I don't know. And uh, I just want—I just want America to be able to go back to just living their lives and not having to constantly reminded of some crazy shit Yeah, it's fucking
0: time. nuts, man I mean, really I mean, I think the only way like the only comparison that we have to this is maybe the late 60s you know, early 70s, right? I mean, you were alive back then, obviously I mean, it, there has to be a little bit of a comparison between then and now, right? I mean, with the civil well, rights and all that he, shit it's a good point but it was to, you know, it was situational for that I mean, that fuck period, think about Kent State I, they, I, we literally had National Guard killing college students at Kent State during the late '60s, they murdered uh, fucking college students.
1: Yeah, they weren't shooting plastic bullets. No, but which are bad too. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, they. But but the but the people hated those protesters who were protesting the college kids. Uh-huh. Just like a lot of people hate the Black Lives Matter people. Mm-hmm. Just like that, they were saying horrible. Horrible things about our our children, the sons and daughters of America, yeah. who were protesting against that war, and and, and they said horrible things stuff, yeah. about them. No, uh, horrible things about them, and the civil rights movement too. They yep. they were they were spraying them with fire hoses, sickening dogs on them. It was awful. It's a little like now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit yeah. of full yeah. circle and, going and so, on
0: there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so and I got to hand it to it, but you know. That's the way people should. But instead of people saying, "Ah, those people got it," no, those are our sons and daughters. Oh, yeah. They they're not out there for fun. They're out there because they feel that there's it's not right, and so talk. We need to talk to them. And you know what? Something's wrong. There is. They wouldn't if they, something wasn't wrong. They wouldn't there be out is there. Is
0: something going? There is something wrong, and you know, I, yeah. I think that I think we all know it. And I think that we all feel it, you know, and I don't want to get too much into opinion on this show no, with you, it's but it's I, right. I think that we all know that there's something wrong right now and it needs to be well, fixed. Yeah.
1: Well, and, 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 wow, let's talk about solutions, Yeah, you know, yeah. Let, let's talk about possible solutions. I mean, not right now, but that that's where the, we all can, you know, we can all agree that on all kinds of things and well, think, safety, what, security and health and welfare. Yeah, I mean, the first oh, step is a, listening,
0: though, what 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 is wrong? I think that's the first step in people get so defensive right off the bat and it doesn't yeah. even involve them you know and then yeah. they feel like they need to pick a side right out the bat it's like whoa 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 let's just listen what is the what is the problem first you know
1: yeah, and the problem is is there's only one side here there really is yeah it's what's good oh, you fine. know It's 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 our country and our union it should be like a marriage the number one priority should be our our union yeah. right that that's what we need to we need to work on and so if we got to give a little bit on each side to do that it can't be like winner take all you guys suck ah you know you that doesn't make a good the marriage the problem
0: i think with most people is is and you know this goes back to our last episode too not all opinions should be respected, I think, and I think you know when when you're a person who feels that like the LGBT community or you know the people of color community or whatever it is, um you know, when they start talking about this idea that like you know um there isn't something going on there or there isn't or there that their uh you know equality doesn't matter, or whatever it is that they feel. That's where I think people are like, you know what fuck you and your opinion. You know what I mean? Like uh well, yeah, that's where yeah, the conversation yeah. goes south I think, you know.
1: Yeah, and and it was an interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because there's an interesting thing that was was you know brought up quite some time ago and it was it's about what had been gone one of the things that've gone wrong with journalism and journalists are amazing people. I think it's set the most if teachers and journalists the most important professions I can think of, really uh, Sites so our you know, police and there's there's so many people who do things for our country and for us that it's just amazing. Yeah. But but so far as journalism, what would happen is is that they'd have like a show and there'd be us they, and it's about a subject matter and they'll put two people on there. Now they'll have somebody uh, that is uh, is trying to explain it's a scientist guy or right? whatever yeah. and he's like okay, global warming this is global warming it's a bad thing and this and that. And you know, I represent the ninety. Well, I'll just say ninety-six percent of scientists who <laughs> the think the science this, community that thing. exactly. And so then they'll have the other guy on who is the big proponent for there is no such thing. And that shows people out there that these two opinions have equal weight. They do not. No. They do not
0: have equal no, weight. No, not even a close. No, it's not you even. You got close. one guy this representing. Is, Point four yeah, percent uh, of the science community, and one yeah, guy representing yeah, yeah. ninety six point six percent. You know, whatever so, it is, you know what I mean. Like, and they could, and they could just
1: have. Uh, they used to do it to be in the the uh, in even local politics. They would do it. They would do a story about me as mayor. They'd be like, oh, you know, Mayor Nelson's. He did this and this and this and blah 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 blah. And it would be an, a hard thing. That's hard. It was really popular to be a dog park or something yeah. that everybody was nuts out. It was everybody going for it. It was really something. Everybody that you would even hear from, and they would go find that one guy who freaking hated it because he thought that you know he thought that you know you shouldn't be spending money on stuff. I don't have a dog, so you shouldn't be spending my money on. Well, he didn't. He didn't get the whole idea of collateral. Benefit. So you know what
0: you're arguing against right now, the electoral college. What? That's what you're arguing yeah. against right now. Because yeah, yeah, what you're it's... saying right now is the 0.4 percent of population of fucking Wyoming shouldn't have exactly the same exact, you know, or or close to uh, political sway as you know. Ten times the population of California, per se, per se. You know what I mean. And I think this is why people have a problem with the electoral college. Is exactly what you're saying. You have. Oh well,
1: it's yeah, it's obsolete. It's just, it's just. You know, it made sense back when they invented it. I mean, you can imagine how tricky it was back in the days prior to telephone,
0: prior oh, geez, to telegraph. I can't believe anything got accomplished.
1: Yeah. How? Oh, okay. Election day. Okay. Now we're gonna. It was easier for them to send their delegates to wherever. And then everybody said, "Okay, we voted yeah, for." Yeah, and so-and-so. then those delegates come
0: back and say, "Okay, they voted for that."
1: Yeah, okay. Who's your president? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. You know. Um, so, so yeah, it made sense back then. But when it, it, human nature, anytime change is really hard to come by, especially when people find that that they're going to lose something a little bit in the deal, they'll hold on to it, and that's what happened. And so, it, I, I don't know how we get out of that deal because. We need to, but... Yeah, I, I, I think know. it's
0: going to take uh, smarter people than where we're at now. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I know that we only got about 10 minutes left, but I I, I got to leave on a funny note, and I hate to do this, because I... I well, then we've got to talk about raccoons. For the life of me, for the life of me, I, I, I don't want this to sound like uh, a rehearsed communist kid or anything like that, but I got to tell mm-hmm. you so something that happened to me, and it's happened to me a couple of times in my life, and I, I can't be the only person this happens to. So... And I would love to talk about raccoons, but um, I got to get, oh, get your opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little vulgar. Um, so I'm going to preface this. Uh, so, you know, the other day, this isn't the only thing that's happened to me. You know, I'm like, I ate whatever. You know what I mean? And I don't have like normally naturally like smelly farts. They're a little loud and obnoxious sometimes if I do get gassy, but I don't have like stinky smelly farts. Um, sometimes I do, depending on what I eat, you know, whatever. So like I was going to get into the shower and, you know, I farted. (laughs) It's funny, you know? And, um, I noticed that there was a little bit of a smell. I'm like, okay, that's a smelly fart. It had hang, it had hang time. Yeah, it had a little hang time in it. And then for some reason... When I got into the shower and I was taking a shower, I had the exact same fart, but for some reason, it was intensified. Why does a shower fart smell so much worse than a regular Mm. fart? What is it about being in the shower that makes a fart smell... I I was like really, really Mm. um, insulted by my own butt. (laughs)
1: I'm going to get all Cliff Clavin for you here, right? You remember Cliff Claven from, you know, Cheers? Okay, yeah. The guy on the bar stool who always has a pigeon. Well, you see, Nick, you know, uh, it's a fact that, it's a fact it's a fact. that uh, the warm water and the warm moisture will actually heat the fog. <laughs> it will rise again. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Have it you ever will been insulted again. by your no own
0: farts in the shower? Yeah, it's it's, a, terrible, it's a terrible
1: thing that happened to me. There's not much room in the air when there's, wa- there's moist water in the air, there's more fog' than the air. There's more in than air. So it's intensified.
0: <laughs> there, that makes sense. Yeah, right? it makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, cool. You see how easy it is to make shit up like oh, that? Yeah. No, you know what Peter says. You know, that's what Peter says all the time. I mean, he I would say 60% of the, percent of the time he's like just talking out of his ass. And if nobody checks him on it. He doesn't tell anybody that he just made it up. Like he just like it goes along with it. Oh, that's because of this. Yeah. And he's like he always says, if you sound like you know what you're talking about when you say it and you sound confident, most people will believe you. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, raccoons. Yeah. All right. All right. I saw this thing on the, in the internet, of course. I saw this thing on the internet. Most conversations these days start like that. I saw this thing on the internet and then they were they were raising they raised this little raccoon and he was no longer a little raccoon. He was like we're talking 22, 20, 30 pounds, maybe. That's a big, raccoon. big old big old chubster. He seemed mellow as everything like that. And everybody was goo goo and gaga. And I just kind of just sat there and was like, ooh, look at that varmint. <laughs> it, it, because in and I gotta tell you, it's like it goes back to being a Nelson and it's it's just genetic. It's in our genetic material because my father and his brothers, they lived in the swamp. And they had to trudge through the swamp there, and they would actually chase down raccoons in their job. They didn't have a gun to shoot anything with. They were too poor. They would run alongside of it, and then the one guy would bop him in the head with a stick. I know this sounds cruel, but this was in 1930-something. And then just to knock the raccoon out. And, of course, the other guy would, you know, my Uncle Charlie was the bigger, he's the older brother, would wrap the raccoon around his his arm, right, to carry him, and they'd go walking home with it, and they would take it down to Anderson Avenue uh, down there and to sell it to poorer people than them who would actually eat the raccoon, and they wouldn't, you couldn't sell a dead raccoon because they didn't know what it died from, and so so one of the times they were doing that, and the raccoon, as they were walking along, came to life wrapped around Woke my Uncle up. Charlie's arm. <laughs> it ran, It rained wrapped all four legs and arms around Uncle Charlie's leg and wouldn't let go and started gnawing on his leg. And Uncle Charlie started dancing around. And my dad, who was like three years younger than him, started laughing his ass off. He thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his life. And when the raccoon got loose, my dad got the shit beat out of him. There's a lot of stories like that. So we've, we've got like a family history of raccoon conflict. Yeah. And then, of course, over at our house, you remember when you were growing up, the raccoons used to come onto eat our the porch cat to eat the, food. eat the cat food. Yep. And of course, you guys used to dress up in full hockey gear and then wait till the raccoon got out there and then one, two, three, and you went outside to, <laughs> to try to chase the raccoon <laughs> off the porch, right? Those were big then, boys, then, too.
0: Those were some big raccoons.
1: Those was some big raccoons. That's why you got into full gear. Yeah. I wasn't a bad parent. I just put you in full gear. And then... <laughs> a while back i don't know if i even told you the story I, I wrote a story on this on the, on my blog but it was about i you know the on the screen porch we built the pool in the screen porch on the pool and the dogs every once in a while would go crazy and i'd be like Fuck, raccoons again and so i you know of course i'm sitting on the couch in my tidy whities right and i just i don't think anything about it and i just kind of run out there and all <laughs> of a sudden there's a raccoon who's caught on the in the screen porch and he's the dogs got him cornered over in the end the this <laughs> in over in the corner and behind the bushes i go running out there and i see him up on top there and i just wasn't thinking which should be the name of the next book i did i I wasn't fucking thinking (laughs) i just wasn't fucking thinking and (laughs) i was poking at him with the net Uh you know that's just the net i was like get out from there man and then all of a sudden he fell and i was like holy shit i'm gonna a raccoon's gonna fall on my head and I turned around to run, and it was the pool. <laughs> okay, I was going to say did he piggyback. And in? So I fell right in a pool. I thought he was I fell right in pool, and the next thing I thought was, "Holy shit! The raccoon's going to get on top of my head while I'm in the water and and just eat me alive on the pool." So I swam out of the pool real quick, and as I got out of the pool, <laughs> it was just a big freaking mess. <sighs>
0: That's funny, man. So yeah, raccoons. No, I like the idea of raccoons. Uh, I think they're funny. I think they're they're entertaining creatures. They're kind of like the, uh, jester of the animal world, you know, but, um, you know, uh, I, I've, well then I wish, I wish raccoons. <laughs> I don't have any in my property. So, I mean, I don't have to deal oh, with Oh, you them. will
1: now you will now. Cause I'm bringing you some.
0: <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, um, well, I think we had a pretty good show. What do you think? Yeah,
1: it was a good show, man. It was a good show. And, uh, you know, it's, just, uh, let's, uh, let everybody know that, uh, We've got a uh, website that's coming up. We're gonna be able to uh, sell people
0: uh, you know actually
1: some good things.
0: We're gonna have uh, I hate raccoon shirts and uh, <laughs> or I love you know. raccoon shirts. I mean whatever side you're on because everybody picks nah, a side you know.
1: We're, that ain't happening, <laughs>
0: <man>. <laughs> um, yeah, that website is NeverGoFullNelsonPodcast.com. Um Again, you, you mentioned before and we'll probably talk about this every show. You have a blog right? I have
1: a blog, and it's uh, called theotherbennelson.com, and it's a collection of uh, stories about Florida and uh, all kinds of stuff growing up in the, in the, around Bonita Springs, which is our home city here and you have a business uh,
0: too right uh
1: yeah i've got nelson marine construction we build seawalls and boat docks and it's really busy right now so well we're going to talk about the economy and one of our next ones about how weird it is in florida and it, it is cyclic weird. and everything yeah. like that it is weird and cyclic and uh it's it's having a strange
0: time of it now so is there anything else that you want not need but, to uh, promote
1: no no that's it uh, one of these days we're going to have uh, your brother on there so plug some of his uh, stuff that he's got going on he's a really interesting character oh yeah oh yeah uh, and, uh, and then our uh, your sister and uh, my daughter Megan she's a really cool and she's uh, I'd like to get her on here to talk about her book too i, I just like nice. to have her on
0: just in general just to just, uh, shoot the shit and talk some funny shit man she's very funny Um, Very. make sure uh, this is a Dark Waters production so make sure you check out our other shows too Uh, Record of Mortemus is another show that we produce Um, it's more of a gaming podcast me and a couple a couple other guys uh, just gaming drinking uh, arguing sometimes I mean it's just all over the place (laughs) Um, and then uh, let's see what else we got here
1: yeah, if you're going to contact us, we're going to give you the, the contact information. Yeah, on the
0: episode, when we post it, uh, publish it, there'll be some links underneath there with yeah. with ways to contact yeah. us. Tell us what you think. Make sure you rate and like the show. Um, you know, comment, if it's a good comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, if it's a good comment, that's cool. Send it. If it's a bad comment,
1: send it. If it's it, a, we'll a bad comment, it. fuck no you big then. <laughs> Not, No big <bad> deal. <laughs> no big deal. We'll send you a nice "fuck you" yeah. letter, and <laughs> we'll give you something to talk about <laughs> with your son. Sure. <laughs> All right, Dad. Well, uh, well, thank you, everybody. It's good to it's good to to, to see you, Nick. And yeah, uh, I hope everybody enjoys the show.
0: This episode was produced by Dark Waters, executive produced by Ben Nelson Jr. This episode was also mixed and mastered by Preston Hardwick and myself, Nick Nelson. Thank you, and make sure you tune in. Uh, two weeks from now for episode three, season one of Never Go Full Mostly.